0: My name is Mary Angela Abeo, but you can call me M, and this is the Face to Faces podcast. This is a conversation series that provides a platform for the queer, transgender, black, brown, and indigenous communities in the areas of activism, politics, mental health, pop culture, arts and entertainment, and community, basically all of the things I love to talk about. And in this space, we have everyday conversations that reflect the world as it changes in all of our lives. My goal for this space is to remind you that while you may have moments that you feel isolated and alone, there is always an incredible community here that is safe. We all connect to each other at our greatest joys and our deepest pains. And in this space, we're here for those moments and everything that comes in between. I am so glad you're here. Please take a seat next to me. It's always open. Now, let's lean in. Okay. I am so excited to have my guest today. Rosie O'Donnell, who uses she, her pronouns, in case you didn't know, has been in the entertainment industry for four decades um, an icon in her own right. If I, if you have not been using that term, I'm giving it to you. Um, when I was a young mother, I was, she was a guide for me as a queer parent. I watched her on the Rosie O'Donnell show and talking about her her oldest child, and I just really was. I wanted to be a mom like her. Um, she's an actor, a producer, an author, and she is the reason I know how to decoupage anything at this point in my house. And I appreciate the power of, of uh, Barbara Streisand because of you. Rosie, welcome. And thank you so much for doing my little podcast. Thank you very much for asking me. It was very sweet. Yeah, it's been really nice to uh, get to know you on TikTok. You know, we all feel like we all feel like we know you on there. And it's kind of a sweet yeah. little band of misfits, isn't it? I love it. I mean,
1: I never my daughter tried to get me into it like a couple years ago, like when the pandemic began and I was like, I don't want to learn a dance. Like, what, what is this? I don't know. This isn't good. And then she had me do a few with her and I was like, OK, I sort of get it. And I took a while off to figure out what kind of content it was that I wanted to do. And um, so it's just like playful fun, you know, it's fun. It's playful. It's uh, I like it. It's like my favorite app.
0: Yeah, it really is fun. And I feel like it's so much less pressure than some of the other apps to be perfect or to yeah. get likes or any of that. So I, I appreciate your presence on there. And I just want to make sure you know that. Well, thank you. Thank well, you. What, very I, much. what I like to do with everybody before we start is a mental health check in, because I think it's really important. How are you doing today, this week, right now? Because I know with me, depression, and anxiety, it's comes in waves.
1: Yeah, sure does. I'm doing pretty good. I mean, about a month ago, our nanny of five years um, went back to New York to, to get her master's, which was all part of the plan when we started. And, you know, I didn't want to have her work with me and give her everything and then have nothing to show for it at the end. Right. So I was so happy she got her degree and now she's getting her master's. And so I've been with Dakota here and Uh, I have someone who comes in the day um, and we're trying to figure it out by ourselves. So she's having reactions and she's, um, you know, very much of a a quirky girl. And um, she's uh, from planet autism Mm -hmm. uh, and she comes like an angel presence into my life and world. And she likes her routine, you know, and the routine has drastically been altered. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's she's going through it a little bit, you know, yeah. trying to push mommy as to how far we can go. And can I get more time on Roblox or Minecraft? It's, her life is about that. The mm-hmm. same way mine was about Streisand as a kid. I would mm-hmm. try to find out everything I could about her and know the most about her. And, you know, what, what my obsession was, hers is obviously tech. You know, it's among us. It's uh, all those games that she just really feels emotionally about it. Like she gets a daughter on one of these adopt me games and then, you know, some of the daughter like has to go to bed because it's, you know, they're eight years old (laughs) and um, she cries that she's going to miss her. Right. Like she's deeply involved in her fantasy life of Roblox and whatnot. And, and I feel bad for them because, you know, you try to monitor their amount of screen time while you are addicted to your own screen. So what are they seeing? You know, why do you get to do it when I don't get to do it? know I'm like, like drinking. It's because you're not old enough. You have to be old enough so that your brain and everything can can still work. Right. You know, and she's like, my brain works fine. <laughs>
0: Well, and I do feel like the younger generations, because they're more techie in so many ways, they're smarter than us. And so my sometimes people will say things to me about video games and things like that. And I'm like, oh, I just remember Mario Brothers. Like, that's where I am. So (laughs) you're still at Mario Brothers. Yeah. I mean, as an Italian, that's I I relate to them anyway. So it's fun. (laughs) <laughs> Little mushrooms. You got a hammer. Yes, exactly. Thank you. You get it. Um, it's funny because, I, you know, I, I think everybody there's a reemergence of you on TikTok. Now you're being seen by generations that some don't know who you are. And for me, it's like, what. You don't know. Okay, let's have a conversation. Let me let me talk to you about who the fuck Rosie O'Donnell is. And I've had conversations in my lives with young people that have come. And so, you know, lives are dangerous because the lives people come in and they insult you. And there's these drive by little the gross and you have a lot of followers. So you don't get to see all of those things in your lives. Thankfully, I have less. So I see more of the insults. And like Robin Williams son, when I interviewed him, he told me, he goes, you have a really soft heart. I hope that you can handle things when they get busier for you. (laughs) So I had somebody come in recently and tell me, "Um, you look like Turk. (laughs) They said to me, I look like Turk. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, "Okay, Matthew 187. I know you mean this as an insult, but this is such a fucking compliment for me. Like yes. I went and watched fucking Tarzan after that because I was like, I am. T- thank you. You are Turk. Yes. You thank got you. the Turk haircut. You, yes. you got it. I was like,
1: yes. Thank you for that compliment. When I first got my haircut like this, everybody said I look like Ursula oh, from and- uh, Little Mermaid. I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, that's. I'll great. take Ursula. Are you she, kidding was me? she was fierce. She was fierce.
0: Oh yeah, so that was that's the biggest claim to fame is that I look like Turk, and that was I wasn't mad at that. And then we had a whole conversation about Rosie being on TikTok, and I was like, you guys really don't understand what she has done for you as a queer now in in entertainment or in social media right now. Some of these bigger names and in, in on TikTok, and they did. They were like, oh, I've heard she's done all this, and I said, she was a punching bag for the media as a queer woman, for all of you. They wouldn't dare say the things that they said to Rosie O'Donnell to you today. They wouldn't be allowed. Oh, in a million years, they wouldn't be allowed. People would be up in arms. You
1: know, I was really surprised when it was happening that like the National Organization of Women or like the Gloria Steinem, you know, cabal, that they would um, have stood up and said, you can't do this to, to the you know. But but they they didn't. And uh, it was a pretty intense kind of thing to have had a war of. um, Perspective with this really. Moralist man that was a reality show star and to have him become the president of the United States and and the most dangerous man to ever be in the office and have him still have me as his target has been uh, a very unique experience, you know, because I don't know how many people can personalize it so much.
0: Well, and not only that, but how you I mean, it had to have it had to be a special feeling for you and not special. I mean, um, it had to be a little bit salty for you to see the rest of the world grow to hate him when you were Basically, uh, it was trivialized in the beginning, the feud with him. And I remember thinking, oh, Rosie must be rolling over pissed right now because now everybody gets it. But who was there coming to her aid in the beginning between you and Kathy Griffin? Nobody was coming to your aid. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Um,
1: You know, listen, uh, it it was something that I hope to one day get a great piece of art out of, you know, for a long time, I kept drawing his image on the computer and decoupaging with the stuff from the newspaper and the dates and how old my kids were and where we were when America almost lost its footing, you know, because mm-hmm. of this crazy man. Um, so I I would hope that I would be able to mold it into something of a, a one woman show type thing um, that I've been working on. So Mm. Who knows? I hope one day that that uh, that
0: will be the case. You you definitely have come out shining from it all. And I see that. And I look back and I look back even before him and just the days of your shows and your your movies that um, I just I watched the body shaming. I watched the queer shaming. I, I watched all of that happening as someone who was curvy, plus size, queer, young parent and I was like, this is the the level of strength. And then I found out you were an Aries and I was like, oh, that's why they're so strong. I was like, yeah, I'm an Aries moon. So I've got just the temper. I'm all three Aries rising. Shut. I'm a quadruple Aries. (laughs) Because the anger of an Aries moon is no like you don't fuck with an Aries moon ever. So I am so whoo, don't. Oh. That makes it so is, much sense now. Today. All three. Wow.
1: When I, when I had my chart done, they were like Aries, Aries rising, Aries setting, Aries in the middle. They just were like, you're all Aries. And I was like, oh, boy,
0: ram, ram, ram. That, I mean, it's exciting. That's a lot of fire. I have. a Yep. I get it. I, now that makes so much sense. I mean, and then you handled breaking the fall for so many of us. And now I look back and I I was telling stories in live the other day of some of the things you you had to go through. And people were like. Oh my God. And I said, look it up. Do some Googles your friend. Like, there are some amazing stories. They are an icon. So we because we were talking about TikTok You Don't Stop. And we were talking about the fact that people were like, there was a little argument as to where you got it. And I said, I'm gonna ask Rosie on the podcast because I think there's one of two places Rosie got it. It's either the Color Me Bad song or the slick rick song. And if it's not one of those two things, I have no idea. It's both. Is it both of those songs? Yes.
1: Yes. Tick tock, you don't stop. Right, tick tock, it don't yes. stop. Yes, that's where every time my daughter said I'm going on TikTok, I would sing that to her. She'd go, "Oh, please, enough!" And so that's how I got doing it because it annoyed my teenager.
0: Well, but everybody thinks I, I, somebody else was like, well, "That's silly," and I said, "Actually, look it up. It's a cool ass song." Like it's actually very, very cool. You just don't freaking know it. And you think things that you don't know are cool. And then so they looked it up and they were like, oh, my God, I'm going to start saying it now. And I was like, see, <laughs> yeah, that's where can you I get ask it.
1: you about your neck tattoo. Yeah, You can um, I mean, what was the pain level of that? Um,
0: worse than childbirth. Wow. And definitely like ankle area, like sensitivity. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Finger area sensitivity like that bad on bone. But the worst was the middle. I got it because I have a goiter that's benign on my neck and people would stare at it and I would cry because people would make me feel bad. And I was doing a TED talk, my very first TED talk in 2019. And I got this for confidence when I say that the entire way that I held myself and felt about myself changed within moments of this tattoo, I'm not lying. I went from this, my partner at the time was like, you are holding yourself different. Everything has changed. And so i just, I adorned the area that I was so upset with. And um, yeah, tattoos do a a doozy on your (laughs) self-confidence. What is the goiter from? um it's a genetic my grandma had them and once they do a biopsy and figure out that everything's fine um you can get it taken out but it's cosmetic you know what I mean and I don't like surgeries I don't want you cutting into me unless you have to and you know your thyroid medicine for the rest of your life and all of that but it's not hurting me so I just like to have a tattoo on it and adorn it you know you (laughs) you did it also, Here. it helped me on stage. It helped me kind of open my th- my throat chakra, if you believe in those at all. Yeah, so, but yeah, I'm glad that you asked about it. Thank you. Now, I have a TikTok that I did about it that was really hard for me to do because I was very I was people come on my lives and say mean things a lot. Why? Why does my that neck? Happen? You know what I'm realizing is the younger generations because they were born behind a screen, they have a different level of confidence when they talk to people behind that screen. And in reality, they say things that they would never say to you in real life. And so I get a lot of people that question my body. And what I always say, it happened this morning to me on live. They came in and they were like, your throat looks like it would look if somebody ate a sandwich with, that didn't have any water after. And I was like... Let me tell you something. Does that mean your tattoo, he thinks, looks Mm. like that? No, he just means the bulge in my neck. And so my thing is, like, it's so easy for people to insult you on the Internet without showing their own faces and their own issues and problems. And so I try to be kind to those people. Like, who hurt you? Like, why are you this way? Yeah, exactly. But also my Aries moon doesn't have a lot of time for that. So I usually smack them with something (laughs) after. I mean, listen, it's we, those of us that are ex-gen, especially that grew up in that era of like, we didn't quite have the internet yet, but we had grunge music and like, you know, that's about it. But we were mad at the system and the man, but we couldn't do anything about it because we didn't have the internet. And, you know, so those, we still are a little angsty. So. <laughs> right, right. Well, I was excited to hear about the L word. First of all, this is a whole new era of queers for you. You realize that, right? Yes, I do. I realize it. The Shane lovers, the like these young queers that I found when I got to TikTok. I was, I was called New Blood, by the way. Um, when those young, pretty, all the lesbian, Celesbians is what we're calling them now on TikTok. Wow. The ones on the L word? No, yes. the Celesbians on TikTok that think they're famous and they they're trying to be like the lesbians on the L word. <laughs> I haven't met them. Where do you get them? Where do you get them? They just look like they're trying to be the the Shanes of the group, but then they'll they'll tag the L word and all of that. It's it's hilarious to me. So when I saw you were going to be on there, I was like, oh, the new generations get to meet Rosie this way, which is so rad for you, because I just think that show, first of all, Lori and I, your assistant both agreed I was a little hesitant to watch the new season because I liked the first, you know, I was I was a member of the first. first. Right. And then they said you were going to be on it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I could do this. I guess I want to watch this now. How
1: how have you felt about it? It's been great. I had a wonderful experience. I was very much fangirling when I was first there at the table reads and everything. And I'd worked with Jennifer before, so I knew her. But I really didn't know the other women and. So it was wonderful to get to know them and to have like four weeks to just hang and, and see what the whole vibe there is of the show. And Marja is really talented as a showrunner, and she did some amazing arcs this season and uh wrote wonderful writing. A lot of people are like, were you improvising? I'm like, no, that was the script, you know, I love that. Yeah, it was really well written. I thought they captured me without a doubt and um You know, I just can't believe these young women are coming over to me, asking me out. And I'm like, wait a minute. How old are you? 32. I'm like, sweetheart, my son is 26.
0: Okay, (laughs) that's way close to my son, but it works. Get it when you get it when you can get it, Rosie. Like, that's the thing. I am learned to not be an ageist. I'm polyamorous, so it helps that I can have a few partners. But you know, one of my partners is half my age. And at first I was like, I can't do this. And then I talked to my daughter, who's the same age. And I was like, how do you feel about this? And she was like, can I see a picture? (laughs) And I was like, uh, yeah. And then she was like, if you're happy, I'm happy. And I was like, now explain the polyamorous to me. Yeah. So
1: you're you are this is like a natural state of being for you. You feel like monogamy
0: is too kind of patriarchal and and uh, imprisoning. Or- Ooh, it's very colonial. Yeah, it's you know, a lot of a lot of cultures didn't ever do monogamy. For me, it's what society tells me I need to be happy with the picket fence, the one partner, the children, the house for the rest of my life. Or can my pleasure and my happiness come from more than one place if everybody feels treated equally and equally loved. Also, do I have to have sex with all of them? Do I have to be married to them? Do I have to be with them forever? Do I have to live with them or have children with them? No. Relationship anarchy is what it's called is great because you can make your own definitions of your relationship. There is no definition of what a relationship looks like in the world. We can make it our own, but society seems to think they can, dictate that for us. And once I took that power away and realized, Oh, this is what this looks like for me. And this is how I'm the happiest. Then I was like, Oh, cause the so jealousy
1: doesn't come in the equation.
0: Yes. But you know what I learned after eight years of therapy, the jealousy was my problem. It has nothing to do with the other person. Jealousy is our own issue, whether you're monogamous or not, it's just easier in monogamy because you don't get as jealous unless there's cheating. But ethical non-monogamy, it's like, are you jealous? Okay, why are you jealous? What are you not getting from me right now? How can I do better? Oh, okay. let's have an open conversation about it. Do you need more attention? Let's talk about what that looks like. Awesome. I'm going to make you dinner tomorrow night. We're going to have a date night. Perfect. You know what I mean? Do I still struggle with jealousy? Absolutely. Is it my own problem? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Are all the people that you are polyamorous with also polyamorous?
0: Uh no, one is not.
1: And does that one have more trouble with
0: jealousy than the rest? Yes, but is- it's theirs to work on. <laughs> Listen, testosterone, Rosie, does wonders for your levels of fucks that you give. Really? Holy shit! Now, so you're taking testosterone in order to transition completely? Um, I'm just taking test. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a man. I'm just trying to be more fluidly gendered because my masculinity, my butch side, my masculine side, whatever you want to call it, was so suppressed. As I'm the Sofia Coppola of my family, huge Italian restaurant family little mafia, maybe. I don't know. My grandfather never really paid taxes for his restaurant. But <laughs> I I, um, was the one in the dresses and the piercings and the jewelry. And you are the first granddaughter. And I was never able to be my queer, butchy self. And uh, I really never felt at home in my body. Um, parts of my body just felt unlike me. So now I'm taking testosterone to feel better. And so it's helping my confidence, things that I used to leave my nail marks in and not let go of because I could not let go of something emotionally. Now I'm like, eh, it's not me. Really? It's done. My therapist is like, oh my God, this has done amazing things for your mental health. I'm like, you get a little cocky and you get really confident. And it's like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, whew, I feel good. Listen, two years ago, I'd be like, I was shrinking and it does a lot. So, and, and I know I was pre, I was perimenopause. So it's going a little faster for me, but it's, it's done wonders, but the polyamory, it helps too, because I'm like, this is your problem. If you want to stay in this relationship, great. If you don't, that's okay too. But this is where I am. This is what I need. Society told me this is how much pleasure I got for the rest of my life and what that looked like. And I'm saying, oh, but actually, <laughs> this is right. what I want. Interesting.
1: Yeah. And- I, I met someone on TikTok who said they were
0: polyamorous and it scared me. It shouldn't scare you. You know, if anything, as an Aries, Rosie, let me tell you. Because my my stylist is an Aries. And I have an Aries moon as an Aries. It would probably make you feel really good to be somebody with somebody that's poly because Aries need they can't have rules around everything. They need a little bit of space, their own. They need to call the shots a lot in polyamory. You can call so many more shots and you're you're like you can be given some freedom, which is great.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, someone else that were all different things. If you go through their hashtags, I would like read through all their
0: hashtags and go, oh, this could be dangerous, you know. But listen, Aries, Aries moon never shies away from danger. I have a whole character on my TikTok now that is my Aries moon that uses this beard filter, which is the beard that I want when the testosterone kicks all the way in. And my Aries moon likes some excitement. When I go to L.A., I just love to have a big. Airbnb party pool party and, you know, have fun. Like, it's like, God, my 40s are the best time of my life so far. So far, the 50s are pretty damn good, too. That's what I heard. I heard <laughs> 50s are even better.
1: Yeah. Listen, you're you know, your fuck you meter is, you know, is um strong. You know, you don't things you don't just don't care about anymore because you're You're sort of too old to care, you know, it's it's interesting what you value in a relationship, what what really
0: means a lot to you. It all becomes clearer as you get older. I I'll be 47 in December and I feel like I'm finally like finding my niche and what I want to do with my life and speaking and touring around. But I don't, I had no idea who I wanted to be back when I was watching the Rosie show with my toddler and trying to figure out, you know, how many Koosh balls I could fit into a basket. Like I, I didn't know who I was. And now I'm like, Oh, that sweet, sweet human didn't have a clue behind those eyes. And, you know, we all do the best we can. Um, I want to just segue this because I cannot end this interview without talking to you about The Fosters. Oh, please. Can I tell you how much that show really touched my heart in so many ways?
1: You know, it was a beautiful show. It was beautifully written, really strong
0: uh, actors and writing. And I
1: was really very moved by that show,
0: too. Do you feel like it was really underrated? People didn't Yes, really although get it. it got a
1: lot of a lot of. Um, Success in the social work, foster care community, you know, because they never really represent accurately the over 200,000 children that are in foster care in the United States and how to sort of make that um, reality come into focus on a show that, you know, that was the primary goal, um, was a big, big bite for them to take. And they really succeeded, I think
0: and just uh-huh. the normalization of the of the lesbian parents without yes. making it salacious and dramatic it was just two beautiful parents parenting these kids and it was just and there was a trans character like it just they were so lovely about it. And I really wish like a bigger network would have picked that up and really given it the exposure. Maybe they'll re rehash it. I don't know. Put it on another channel, but I just, I yeah. want to tell you, and your work well, in it was amazing. That,
1: that thank you. That free form show freeform network. That's sort of, you know, yeah. not really landed as a network where people will go, Oh, like, you know, FX really did that. They had some defining shows and, you know, better things. And, uh, Animal Kingdom and stuff that you will go to that network for, and I think that you know Freeform still hasn't done that yet. Right. And they changed the name to Freeform, which sounds like a feminine product. Yeah. You know, come ladies, that time of month, get Freeform. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. That's that was a bummer, but I mean, I was really happy to see your face on there. Also, um, I got some info about two things that are coming up for you that Lori said I could talk about. You just uh, said yes to American Gigolo on Showtime. Yes, I that's did. a series. That's huge. Yes. I loved that movie so much. I'm yeah, really excited for that film.
1: and David Hollander, who's the executive producer and writer, and he created Ray Donovan as well. And so he's created this show and he really wants to talk about the sexual trafficking of boys. How does Richard Gear end up becoming Richard Gere? what right. what happened in his life we never really explored that you know and and that's being explored with really kind of a a tender and and realistic brutal perspective you know right, right. it's um i really respected him when we took the meeting and he told me that's what he was going to try to do and then i saw in the pilot that he definitely succeeded you know so that part was written for a man and um my agent convinced them to hire me and they didn't change anything. And so I get to be a pretty badass Aries Aries detective who's, you know, kind of lost everything in her life besides her job and is trying to figure out as she is getting ready to retire off the force, what her what is left of her life? You know, Mm,
0: that's that's exciting. Does when do you start filming for that? Do you know yet? Yeah. January here in Culver City. Ooh. So, yeah, that's why you're looking to land in L.A. That's exciting.
1: Exactly. So that will be really fun to do. And, um, and you know, then- it will be in third grade here. So we'll all be in the same area. And I, I think
0: that'll third grade? be grade. How did that even happen? I know she's oh in my third God. grade. Well, the other reboot I saw was, oh, of course, the one that you just confirmed. No big details yet, but League of Their Own reboot with freaking Abby Jacobson of Broad Abby City. Abby What? I'm so fucking excited about that. Yeah, um, it's so good. Imagine if you took League of Their
1: Own and put all of the sexuality in it. Penny like whitewashed it, like right. didn't didn't want to go anywhere near it. In fact, when I did that one scene where I'm on the bus with a picture of my husband and I rip him up the boyfriend and I say I never felt like a real girl. But now I see there's a lot of us. I think we're all OK. Penny goes, cut uh, Rosie. That's not a gay thing. I go, what do you mean? She goes, that's not like nothing about gay. That's just like that. She finally feels like, you know, that there's other girls like her. I go, well, Pen. all I'm doing is saying the lines that are written.
0: That's all I I'm can't doing. help that I'm gay.
1: Well, or that that the character is too. I <laughs> played that character gay and in love with May. Like, you know, that was my subtext of the whole thing. Right, you got a character right. build here, Penny. Exactly. So that was interesting that the part that she sort of didn't want in the movie, any kind of gay overtones. That's what Abby's going into and and has developed this beautiful. I saw the pilot. It was beautiful. And she asked me to come play uh, a bartender at the local bar that they all go to. I'm like, I'm in, honey.
0: I love it.
1: If you know, today is National Butch Appreciation Day. Today is that's what Lori told me this morning. Of course, (laughs) Lori's
0: Lori knows (laughs) exactly. I love that. So, OK, good to know. I'll make a post with some wearing some overalls later or something. I need yeah, to do something. that or like a lumberjack shirt. Um, if and, and in the future, I guess I just need to To I, I would love to have you do an entire interview just as Penny Marshall, because that is some great you do the best Penny Marshall that I've Thank ever you. heard. Thank you so much. Um, it's quite something that Penny Marshall. Oh, right. It really was. Um. Also, also, I have to mention, I know this much is true, because. that's I don't even have words for that mm, series. Thank you so much. Mark Ruffalo was holy a genius shit.
1: Yes, that's what I said. And he did win every award. But I remember thinking they're going to just have to
0: hand him every award that's out there, you know, I've always liked Mark Ruffalo. Listen, always liked him. But then when I saw this, I just remember going, oh, he went down deep for this. I did and, not know he was capable.
1: And he um, produced it. He OD. got. Yes. Oh, that's even smart, more. Wow. Smart, really, really smart guy. And, um, you know, the other day I was at Spago with my son and his fiance. And this guy came over to me to tell me he saw Sheila Evans, a friend of mutual friend of ours. And then I see at his table, Kathy Bates gets up and walks over to me and she goes. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm like, what, (laughs) "Um, you know, I was up for that role. And I know this much is true. And you got it and you did it better than I ever could.
0: Did that make your day Made my life?
1: Never mind my day. I got all tears in my eyes. I started to think, am I having a stroke or is this really happening? Like, am I smelling burning toast? Because there's my I sat down and said to my son, did you hear that? He said, I did. Oh, as I, I would have probably the rest of my life thought I imagined it.
0: That's so real, though. And yes, I, I, so amazing. So amazing. When you said stroke, it reminded me, you know, Rosie, when you had your heart attack and you did a whole special or you talked with someone about how the signs were not, you know, that you really clued me into my heart health as someone who carries a lot of weight in this area and my belly. I had I have lost a little bit of it, but there was a lot of it. I thought a heart attack felt like one thing until I saw you talk about your experience and how much pain you felt. And it was not localized. It was like pain in your body. And I was like, Rosie, I was very frightened for my life for many weeks after that interview, because I was like.
1: Well, it was an HBO special and many people have said to me that it saved their life. Yes. Like, Are you kidding me? You know, I mean, what Sheila Evans, the woman who was a mutual friend at Spago, actually, she came over to me and, and visited me in the hospital and said, Okay, you've had a heart attack. Now let's educate some women and make it funny. We're doing a docu. We used to so, so use stand up about this. And I was like, I'll see what I can do. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest surprise was you've always seen heart attacks on TV with men and they grab their chest and they fall yeah. to the ground. And so when this happened to me, I remember thinking I had helped a very large woman out of a car. That morning at a hospital, mm. I was with uh, my ex who uh, was quite sick at the time. So we were in there vis- doing her treatment. And then I see this woman and I should have gotten a guy to help uh, uh, orderly. But instead, I helped her and she had a walker that she had somehow gotten out of the car and she was stuck in like the door jam. Oh, wow. and She couldn't get out of the front seat right. where she was driving. And so. I helped her out. And then about an hour later, my biceps were killing me. But I mean, like a bear had grabbed my biceps and ripped them out of my body. Like I thought, what the hell is happening to my arms? You know, but I thought it was from lifting her up. It had to be from lifting her up. Right. But it wasn't. It was from a heart attack. And I waited a good few days before I went to the doctor and he said, you were like five minutes away from dying.
0: Wow. Wow. And we don't think about those pains. We don't think that it could be something other than the stereotypical movie heart, little bit of your arm hurting. Right. This and was then, not a
1: little bit of my arm, this was like a complete bear fight. You know,
0: I went to my doctor and had my heart checked and realized I had very high blood pressure after watching that and and was on blood pressure meds and now testosterone has made my blood pressure go back up. So I've had to start taking some supplements because I was worried. Because I always replay that in my head. So you have done such a huge service to so well, many thank people. you. That's
1: so interesting.
0: Because that's uh. one of the things that I remember.
1: You said you wanted to have a beard. Did you always want to have a beard?
0: Yeah, I come from such a long line. My mom had uh, five brothers and all these Italian Guido men um, with their thick black beards and mustaches. But I always I also wanted to be the person that had a beard and a fucking amazing rack like I wanted both. I want to have a fierce eye and makeup on. And I want to make you question the construct that is gender binary. I want to make you wonder and that's okay. I want you to think that I'm sexy and not know why that you think someone with a beard and tits and makeup is sexy. I want you to wonder why and I want you to do some gender research and educate yourself. That's what I want to do with my presence. <laughs> wow. Live my live Keep my truth right in there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, After and it's it. scary. It's scary but i already have some hair coming in down here rosie and it's so exciting i've shaved twice this week wow it's coming it's gonna be a chin beard first which is not cute but tiktok has been following me along my journey um so it's been really it's it's i mean whatever we'll see i i want to i want to push the envelope i i'm almost 50 you know we gotta get there. God, I'm almost 50. That's exciting. I'm almost 60. That's so exciting, though. <laughs> sixty. I think that's so exciting. You know who I think of as sixty?
1: Like Sada Thompson from Family. Remember really? her? Yes. The mother. She was like always 60. Yeah. You know? like Shirley Booth is Hazel. Kind of 60, right, right? Right, right, Just, right? Like these are the images I have for 60. And they're all kind of nondescript people in the house.
0: Well, I always think of 40s as, who did the movie This Is 40? It was an Apatow movie, but who was the yes. dude? Yeah, so funny. He was so funny. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd's funny in everything. Yeah, but that's what I think of 40. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, but whatever. So... Rosie, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I think it's our Aries moons. I also think if I ever come to L.A., we are going to get in trouble like Aries moons together. ooh, it's weak. We could probably get arrested, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) Okay, I want to close this out with lightning round questions that I do with everybody. Um, First of all, your favorite curse word. Fuck. Yeah. Is there a certain fuck phrase or just fuck? I sometimes do fuckity fuck fuckity fuck. Yeah, it's a new one. I do fuck damn shit sometimes. Oh. Damn shit. Fuck damn shit. I like both of those. Nice. Those are new. Uh, what's your favorite snack? Go to. Um, I would say pickles. Really? Like a dill, a butter,
1: like a garlic, garlic, kosher dill. Oh, OK. I enjoy that. I enjoy olives. Really? I enjoy. Um, I'll take a nice barbecued potato chip.
0: Oh, I like cauliflower pretzels. Hold on. Back it up. What even yeah. is that?
1: Yeah, that's right. The person who works here decided to go to air One or something Ugh. and came home with pretzels made of cauliflower. I tasted them. I'm thinking I'm never going to eat this. Right. Shit. Right. I fucking love the cauliflower pretzels. Really? Are they uh, crunchy? They're crunchy and they have a distinctive burst of flavor. Oh, okay. that is that a pretzel is lacking. Yeah, and they are quite bland. Thinking, one other thing you have to look out for, because it's only available in California now and only in certain places, Lolly's frozen grapes.
0: <gasps> I love freezing my grapes.
1: She deep fries the grapes and puts dark chocolate on them.
0: What? And they come
1: like a little thing, like a Ben and Jerry's cup. And it's got like 30 of these. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Lollies, L O L L Y S, frozen grapes.
0: I will order them. I will go to LA just to get them to Airwan because I know Airwan. You gotta wow. Okay. I, I need to come to you for snack ideas, clearly. Cause I do on TikTok a video called Toasted Toast, which is literally where I just get really high and make snacks and make videos lip syncing to music. Well, that's fun. It's what I do at night on video on TikTok. It's fine. <laughs> OK, what music are, do you have on repeat right now that you're listening to Bo Burnham? Songs from inside. Really?
1: Yes. I think that is a masterpiece, a brilliant work of art about I have not heard health. it. Mental health and the pandemic. He has a special on Netflix. Okay. He's this guy who was 20 and had his first special. 23 had his second special, and by 25 was having panic attacks on stage, so he quit. Mm. Now it's five years later, and he has another special, and he talks all about the quitting and being inside for a year on the pandemic. And wow. it's one of the most brilliant specials I've ever seen.
0: Oh, I know. Bo need to watch Burnham.
1: That. Bo Burnham. Yeah,
0: I know who he is. I just didn't know anything about this. And anybody that has a mental health side for me is uh, an yeah, automatic. Totally. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I want you to name one person or two that have inspired you to be who you are today, but they cannot be white men, <laughs> which I think won't be a problem, but
1: <laughs> not a problem. For me. <laughs> um, I would say Dr. Matilda Krim, who was the head of Amfar for mm-hmm. a long time. I was really lucky to get to g- know her when I was a young entertainer and uh, did a lot of work with her with Amfar, And she just was an angelic presence. She looked like Olivia de Havilland and she was so smart and this gorgeous accent. And I loved uh, being around her. And the other one is. Um, probably Strysan.
0: Mm, I was wondering, yes, if that was gonna she be had good.
1: a she had an effect on me like no one else. And she continues to do it. And she just sent me a box with a promotion for her new record, Release Me Too that just came out and she sent me the box for it. I was like over the moon, oh. a little handwritten to R, love. Always be. I'm like, oh. how did this <laughs> become my, my life?
0: heart? Right. How did this become my life? Right. Meanwhile, I find a Barbara record that is, uh, you know, unscratched at the local thrift store and I freak out and make TikToks about it. So that's what yes, <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, your last question before we close out, if you could take your younger self to lunch, what would you tell yourself? But also, how old would you be? And what would you guys eat together?
1: Wow, um, I would probably be sixteen, mm-hmm. and I would say, "Just relax; it's all going to work out." Oh, just relax. Do you think you
0: would have listened to you?
1: No, I would not <laughs> listen to anyone, and I was sure that this was my destiny, and I had to follow it. Like I was sure and Aww. people would say to me well you know you're there to this you're to that you're to this i'm like just watch because you're going to feel like an idiot when i succeed and uh it's been interesting to be 60 now and and yeah. see all that has come together you know yeah
0: well i think your reemergence on tiktok for me i can tell you that i think what the way that you're open about your depression your struggles in life in general whether it's sunburned lips right or, you know the the post about about bathing suits. I asked my partner, Shy. I sat on the couch and with tears in my eyes and I was, I watched the whole thing. And I was like, Rosie is speaking to people like me here because I have struggled with not being that person for so long. And then I've got somebody that I look up to Rosie talking about this feeling that yes. even Rosie O'Donnell, she gets it too. That you are doing more of a service now because you're Feelings, your viewpoints are so accessible on TikTok.
1: You know, it's so interesting with the bathing suits too, because you know, on TikTok there's all this stuff with masculine lesbians, and you mm-hmm. know, then there's this young girl Paige. Are you familiar with her? Yes, yes. And she does the the hip thrusting, and yes, she's only twenty four. But some women are really mad because she's trying to hit on straight women. I don't know how she's trying to do that. All she's doing is thrusting. It's right. you know. <laughs> A little redundant for me, but there are people who who apparently <laughs> that's are very, their thing, <laughs> they're very into it. Um, but there's all this stuff about it. And it's gotten me really thinking, you know, I never really feel like mask, you know, like masculine unless it's involving a bathing suit.
0: Mm. Like
1: my natural choice of clothes is is toddler boy. Yeah. Like I if I could just have a little hoodie and some cargo shorts and <laughs> a pair of nice kicks, you know, I'm good to go. And uh, when it comes to like, you have to be a girl, you have to wear this. Your body has to be this proportion in order to work it. Like that's the only time I've ever felt like, wow, you're really not a typical girl, you know, none of you know, like once I bumped into Mariska Hargitay at an event and she says, oh, no, Rosie, you caught me. And I said, caught you what, honey? She said, I wore this dress last month when I saw you at the opening of that Broadway show. (laughs) You're like, excuse me. You think that I remember what dress you were wearing? I don't even know what I it blew my mind. I thought was I I wearing. (laughs) I'm so not a girl. I don't think that way, you know? And so there are ways that I certainly think I don't think like a girl, but I never wanted to like be a boy. You know, I never wanted yeah. to have a, a beard. I never wanted to have people, you know, misgender me, even yeah. though it happens, especially with the mask on and this haircut. Right. Excuse me, sir. I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> like it's either way you go is all right with me. Right. right, whatever, whatever. whatever. Just first reaction is please give me my frozen grapes. Thank you. Exactly. Lolly's frozen <laughs> chocolate grapes. <laughs> Well, listen. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for your time. Um, sending you all the comfort and all of the joy in um, that you can find um, during your days between work. And um, yeah, we will see each other on TikTok. We yeah, on TikTok, TikTok, you don't stop. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and all of the episodes. I would love it if you joined our quickly growing online community. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at two underscores house of M, where there's an amazing collective of people all connected at our joys and our pains in the hopes that no one in our circles ever feel alone again. If you have a suggestion for an upcoming episode or a guest you would like to hear, please let me know on the contact page of my website at www.maryandola.com. And until next time, take care of yourselves and those around you. And by that, I mean, when in doubt, wear a mask, wash your hands, use your throat chakra to fight for the rights of marginalized people everywhere, especially black, brown, and indigenous transgender people. Abolish the police, pay your fucking reparations, and do your part to fight the layers of white supremacist culture Every minute you can. I will see you next time.